here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarron. Maybe, maybe Rob's just getting a little Twitter happy with polls. Maybe. Jeff Hawkins. I like his polls. I do. I like the polls. I'm, I'm a big poll fan. I mean, I, as many polls as I can get in me, I will take them. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shake Them Ropes, episode 210, a special weekend edition. Rob McCarron here with Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, hi. It's a great night if you're Canadian. Yes. <laughs> Good Canadian night uh, here yes. on a Sunday as we head into Memorial Weekend soon. A busy weekend in Chicago for WWE. Uh, we had WWE Backlash tonight. We had NXT TakeOver Chicago last night. Uh before we get into each show and the big news stemming from each show, easy question for you, Jeff. Which show did you enjoy more? <laughs> really? Uh, oh, the NXT show was a joy. Okay. It was a pure joy. Loved it. All right. Well, there you go. I wonder if uh, that's, you know what? I am going to ask that of our audience too at Shake Them Ropes. You'll be able to vote on all of our Twitter polls at Shake Them Ropes. Uh, I am going to ask which show did you enjoy better? NXT you, Takeover. Hold on, do you or really backlash? think someone's going to answer? Do you think someone's going to actually answer Backlash? Maybe. Well, why not? Maybe some people like the main event. Maybe some people like the Nakamura match. Uh, there's there was uh, plenty to like. There was also plenty to definitely not like. I'll tell you one thing that shocked me is that I found the Randy Orton Ginger Hall match at least the most interesting match on the card. Yeah. That I enjoy, or maybe even the most enjoyable for sure. me, sure for my taste, which is weird, given the other matches that were on there. So, well, there were. I mean, there was a lot to, like I said, there was a lot to like. Uh, we we talked about it going into this weekend that the most interesting match was that Jinder Mahal Randy Orton match, uh, and it I think it delivered in a lot of ways. It delivered in a lot of ways. Uh, before we uh, before we get into it all, I want to. I want to let everyone know if you don't already, and I don't know how you wouldn't know, because how else are you listening to this show? You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, many, many podcast platforms. You can also check us out on iHeartRadio and the iHeart app. Uh, just search Shake Them Ropes or go onto your iTunes machine or iTunes app or podcast app and search Shake Them Ropes. You can leave a rating and review for us. Let others know what you like, what you dislike about the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. Follow Jeff at Crap Game 13. I want to thank our sponsors this week, Blue Apron. It is a new month coming in, so catch the new menu at blueapron.com slash shake and get your first three meals free. Also, thanks to ZipRecruiter coming on board. New sponsor, ZipRecruiter.com slash shake. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash shake right now to get great talent for your business. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash shake. Uh, Jeff Hawkins, the top news of this weekend has to be Jinder Mahal winning the WWE championship, beating Randy Orton. Uh, thanks in part to Randy Orton's dumbness. Uh, I mean, quit digging around with the Indian fellas. Uh, just concentrate on your opponent, <laughs> concentrate on your opponent, sir. And maybe you wouldn't lose your championship 
Um, also, I think what'll be posted in many, many different forms, whether it be GIFs or, st- or still photos, there will be a new Randy Orton meme coming this week, and it will be the face he made when he threw the Bollywood oh Boys about oh with reckless abandon. This was a guy who was, for a guy who, by the way, when others are reckless with him, he will throw a tantrum in the ring. This was a guy who had no concern whatsoever for the Bollywood boys tossing them with reckless abandon. Uh, that is going to be a thing this week, Jeff. Oh, that doesn't help his reputation either, especially given what you, the history you just brought up that he would always throw a tantrum. If some, somebody ended up hurting him or being a little bit careless with him. And now just do, I mean, you can see on his face after he flipped that one kid, I was just like, Oh man, you know, you were wrong doing that. You know it. Oh, he knew it. He, he made a face. He was, Oh, you know boy. what? He was more careful with JBL's hat all night <laughs> than he was with the Bollywood. <laughs> well, what's hilarious is that the the giving the hat to JBL so gently, taking it off the ground and preserving it, came right after he threw about the Bollywood boys. It's like, as if he like you know threw him around, realized his mistake, and was like, "Okay, I'm going to be gentle with every single thing I touch from here on out." Well, no, no, no. He did that twice because there was a part the first time when he came over to the table and he just kind of gently picked up JBL's uh-huh. hat and put it back over on the other table. It's like, He's you know what? I know, I know I'm going to be careless with these other kids during this match. So I'm going to juxtapose that with your hat. Yep. Why not? He was, he was concerned. Uh, but Jinder Mahal winning the WWE title. Uh, Is he we, the linear champ? We prepare, I have no idea. I have no, I'm sure. I'm sure he is. Why not? You're the, I, I you're don't the know. Keeper of that account. How can you not know who the linear champ is? I don't think, I think John Cena still is. Honestly, if I'm really looking okay. at it, I think John Cena still is. Um, but anyway, uh, Jinder Mahal, WWE title. Uh, I believe it's the fifth guy to have the WWE championship, uh, this calendar year so far. Um, maybe he'll have it for a few months. I don't know. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with with uh, going into the SummerSlam months and Money in the Bank and so forth. Uh, But Jinder Mahal, yeah. Jinder Mahal is your WWE champion from nowhere to being the top guy on SmackDown, if you will. Uh, Thoughts about the main event, how the match was itself, and did it live up to our expectations of being the most interesting match of the weekend? It overshot in terms of entertainment value because I really liked that Randy Orton jumped Jinder before the bell and made this seem like a fight. I liked that. Um, I think this is Jinder Mahal's best match I've seen him in. Uh, it's the best match I remember. I mean, he hasn't had much of note, right? And, I'm, and I'm he comes told in he here had and... some great matches with Bo Dallas and NXT. Well, I, have, I haven't seen him. I, everyone says this, and no one will remember these matches because who cared at the time? Jinder Mahal in NXT, Jinder Mahal on WWE main event. It's like the, uh, the Jack Swagger, Titus O'Neil matches that got rave reviews on main event. They got rave reviews from the few people who were seeing them, but no one was going to go seek them out because in the grand scheme of things, they don't really matter. Um, Jinder Mahal here delivered when it mattered. And let's face it, Jinder Mahal wasn't a guy who won the title and then didn't feel like he belongs. He, This is a guy that is not being tempted to fall back because of the hatred or because of the lack of perception that, okay, maybe he's not a guy who should be in the spot. This He won that title went into the crowd, threw it in their face. It was hilarious. It was awesome. It was a cool moment. This is a guy who is now the top guy in theory on SmackDown. And this match was super fun. Randy Orton was great tossing everyone around. 
Uh, and Jinder Mahal did his part and more. This was an entertaining main event. It was a worthy main event. It was, and now Jinder Mahal is the champion during the brand split. I mean, the brand split is officially here if you didn't realize it already, guys. But I, I, this was fun. And Jinder Mahal came off super cool to me. Yeah, I, I, I still have that other side and the Voices of Wrestling account kind of alluded to this about, about the whole, um, how, how do you say it, uh, wellness issue with gender and being rewarded for that. I still have a bit of an issue with that. He wasn't rewarded for anything that he might be doing as far as, uh, you know, the, I mean, yes, he looks a lot different than he did three years ago. He looks a lot different. He might just be working really hard. This might be a guy who saw that, okay, I was fired and now I got to be that much better to stay with this company and to emerge as a top guy. You don't, we don't know if he's doing anything or not, but also I think more the fact that he's in the main event picture right now has to do with the emerging market of India. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. It does. It's, with, it's, and, yeah, and that's perfectly I fine, but I, I, I feel like it's more than that. It's more of that than it is anything that he's been uh, doing to get in the physique that he has right now. It, it's more of that. And I, and I'm perfectly fine with that. You should be encouraging stars of many different backgrounds. It can't just be the same white guy with brown hair and trunks all the time. You know, it should be different people. Okay. But to your point then with the Indian market, it would be great if he emerged into some sort of legitimate champion, as opposed to always needing his little buddies to help him. Well, who's to say won't finishes. Who's to say won't first of all, he didn't need his buddies to win this match. All right. I mean, if Randy Orton wasn't the story, if you look at that there, Randy Orton spent the last three minutes of the match dicking around with these guys when he didn't have to, they were already taken out. He could have just let them go and concentrate on gender. It wasn't gender's fault that Randy Orton was a dumbass. You know what I'm saying here? Okay. I because, know what you're because you know, it, this isn't going to be a legitimate championship in any manner or form. I, he so, could. Maybe but, he goes out there and wins every single match. Maybe he beats Dolph Ziggler senseless, uh, every single night. Maybe he goes out there and beats Sami Zayn in a clean match. Is he going to beat the top guys? Probably not. Is he going to beat Randy Orton again clean? Probably not. Is he going to beat AJ Styles? Probably not. But he might go out there and win some matches against guys who have been in the title picture before. Oh, no. The, they may book him that way. Sure. Yeah. Um, he's going to beat some guys. He's going to beat some guys. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn may be number one contender for all we know. He was talking about that on Talking Smith. I know, right? I mean, let's yeah. let's be real. And Sami Zayn, you thought he had no chance to win that match. Um, I, I picked Sami Zayn to win before I didn't. <laughs> I deserve I deserve credit there. Oh, you just you deserve partial credit. Is that what you're doing? I deserve me? credit. And you know what? Okay. You know who may not be that useless? The Usos. They're pretty, Wait, they were pretty fun what? tonight. They were pretty fun. Wait, tonight. You're, you're coming back on that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Let, let's get it. Let's get into the card then. Let's Ty Dillinger this. and Aiden English. Squared score. What? What? what squared off? Score off? Squared. Squared off. off. Yeah. Okay. They squared off in the opener. Uh, Ty Dillinger gets the win. Eight minutes. Crowd chanting 10 like crazy. Chicago loving Ty Dillinger. Uh, yeah. Aiden English can go away. He is now the useless one on SmackDown. The Usos no Pro- longer the useless on. ones. Aiden English Prop- can Props go away. to Aiden English. Nope. For his Van Gogh tights. No. Those were sweet. Okay. Nope. Fire okay. him. Fire him. I'm not an advocate for people getting fired, but fire Aiden English. Or rehire Simon Gotch? No, that would be useless anyway. That tag team is going nowhere. Put him back okay. on NXT. He's let him develop his singles character again because he didn't really have much time to do that on NXT. So if NXT is your true development territory, 
let him build up some confidence instead of getting, uh, you know, becoming the Solomon Crow role on SmackDown of losing every match to the new guys. Go let him go down to NXT as a single. It's a different guy at this point. The uh, the pay per view began with Shinsuke Nakamura his uh, his SmackDown debut match taking on Dolph Ziggler. Shinsuke Nakamura, Dolph Ziggler. They got fifteen and a half minutes. Shinsuke gets the win. We saw signs of really intense Shinsuke Nakamura during this match with the you know the kicks, the knees, uh, sometimes going a little bit overboard and and falling over himself hitting these things. Uh, but there were flashes there of what people really like about Shinsuke Nakamura, not just the chemistry he has, the entrance, all that stuff, but the intensity in the ring. And I think Dolph Ziggler brought that out of him a little bit because you can tell Dolph Ziggler, this is what we talked about when we were doing our preview show, Jeff. Dolph Ziggler was going in there to have the best match of Shinsuke Nakamura's WWE career and to show people some things. And it, it may not have been the best match in Shinsuke's WWE career. I mean, it's going to be hard to top that opener with, with uh, Sami Zayn. Uh, but this was fun. This was a good showcase for Shinsuke. And it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here because is he going to toil in the mid card just to build up his name? Is he going to beat these Dolph Ziggler types, the Baron Corbin types? Or will he be in the main event picture sometime soon? Uh, the opener of Backlash, Jeff Hawkins. This match had two problems, I thought. Uh, the first was that nobody ever bought that Dolph Ziggler could win this match. And I think that hurt the match in some ways. When 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 you saw Shinsuke in, say, New Japan G1, and he was fighting, say, some guy low on the card, say, like a Toru Yano or something like that, uh, you knew it sometimes that sometimes these fluke losses would happen. Um, the thing here was that no matter how much offense and how great of a back and forth that might have been with Dolph Ziggler, People couldn't get into this match because they never thought Dolph Ziggler was going to win it, which was a problem with the Chicago crowd. Uh, not that it was the crowd's fault. Blaming the it, crowd. It was just Victim one of those things him. where Jeez. I, I think this crowd would have been far more into it if they thought that given an even Steven match, and especially, and, and this goes into my kind of the, my number two little nitpick is Shinsuke Nakamura as the scrappy underdog taking all these finishers and kicking out, well, which is a very odd way to present Shinsuke Nakamura. But it uh, was his first match in, and Dolph Ziggler is the established brand on SmackDown. You know the moves. So it, yeah. if, if the idea is let's introduce Shinsuke Nakamura as this badass, he should be taking all of Dolph's moves because the crowd knows all of Dolph's moves. They know that's how he wins matches. And oh my God, okay. this Shinsuke Nakamura guy is kicking out of all of Dolph's moves. And that near fall with the zigzag was pretty freaking sweet. It was sweet. Don't get me wrong. But if he's thought of by an audience as a world conqueror, not by the way that Vince, I think, or the company sees him as he's a great guy, but he's never been on this big of a stage. So he can only so he has to take these moves to barely kick out of them because he's never been on this kind of yeah, level before. The Tokyo I, I, Dome's got nothing you know, it, on the All-State Arena. It was a great story. Don't get me wrong. It was a great story. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. And it was, it was a good a match. match. It was just Plus, off by a little bit, it, I thought. And it was the opener. I mean, let's be yeah. real. It was it a was it a four star match? Probably not. But I didn't really expect it to be because I honestly thought that the clash of styles was going to be too great to overcome. I I did not think Dolph Ziggler was the right opponent uh, for Shinsuke Nakamura, but it ended up being okay. I mean, it really yeah. did. And it was let the me, opening match. Okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah, because I want to know if if my perception is shared. Do you think that the crowd 
thought that Dolph was getting too much offense. At some point, I feel like the crowd was getting worried. Okay, when are we going to start seeing this cool Shinsuke Nakamura? Because right. Shinsuke Nakamura yes. isn't cool if he's just selling move after move after move, right? Although Shinsuke did too. He was basically Dolph Ziggler in this match with the sell job on every single Dolph move. Like he's yeah. bouncing up and down there. He's a fish out of water. It was crazy. It was like roles were, were reversed here. Um, yeah. But no, I, I, I thought, you know, it's the opening match. The crowd was, it was probably the right spot for them to go on first. Uh, the crowd was the crowd was the crowd. I didn't blame the Chicago crowd. Usually they're they're riled up. They're crazy. This was not one of those nights where they were super crazy. I don't know if that was because a lot of these guys, it was their second, uh, you know, a lot of the crowd maybe were at the NXT show. I don't know. And they were maybe a little bit tired. I'm not sure. Uh, but this was not the normal Chicago crowd you would have expected. But maybe that had something to do with it being a SmackDown pay-per-view and your main event was Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton. You know, whether... You, you can enjoy the Jinder Mahal build here in the rise like I do and still realize that, okay, it's Jinder Mahal in the main event. This this is a guy with no heat behind him, no buildup behind him, being in the main event of a show where they're used to seeing an AJ Styles in the main event or a John Cena in the main event. This was a show where a lot of people were going in just there to see a WWE show and not there to be going crazy and and really into the main event. You know, John Cena, CM Punk, this was not as far as a buildup to a show. Uh, and, and I think we saw that throughout the show. But anyway, okay. Shinsuke Nakamura, fun buildup. I'm interested to see where he goes from here. I don't think you go back to Dolph Ziggler. Will he wind up in the Money in the Bank ladder match? Like, is this enough? Do they do they put him in this multi-man match or does he take on like the Baron Corbin types of the world next? Uh, probably. Okay, good answer. The Usos versus Brizongo. Um, AKA the fashion police, Tyler Breeze, Fandango were so cool in this match, especially Fandango. This is a guy who one day could be the Jinder Mahal route and get in the main event push. And I wouldn't mind it at all. Wouldn't get a reaction right away. Fandango was freaking great in this match. Yeah, I, I thought, okay. We're going to have to tell a story here because I first started watching this. And when he came out with the mop, I, I turned off in my brain. I went, Oh damn it. They're going to do comedy throughout this match. Cause I want, I wanted them to take this title shot seriously. I wanted it to be like, okay, look, we did these funny skits, but now it's go time. I, you know, it's, it's the old school in me versus yeah. the sports entertainment in them. It eventually got there That's, though. Hold on. As the match went on, the whole undercover thing as a strategy to throw the Usos off because I wanted the Usos when they started doing the when when Brizongo came out doing the comedy, I wanted the Usos to run through them in 15 seconds, pin them and just be badasses. As the match went on and it got more absurd with the distractions and just the mind games in the costumes as a strategy, I warmed up to the match. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, when they were actually doing wrestling moves and trying to win the match, the match won me over. It, it was such a weird thing. And I'm, I'm literally tweeting, no, I hate this. Stop. Wait, am I liking this? Wait, okay, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I did. I, I don't think... I don't think anyone was helped, per se, by this match, necessarily. Maybe Fandango... I think Fandango, yeah, Fandango was a house of fire because he had to do all the heavy lifting early 
And then mm-hmm. at the very end there, as Tyler Breeze gets taken out and he does that sweet dive, the crowd's getting up for it. He he keeps up the the momentum. He keeps running wild. Like the worst part of some of these matches towards the end is when a guy hits a big move and the crowd's finally getting into your match and he just stands there and poses for a little while. This, there was no standing and posing. Hit the dive, throw the guy in, top rope move, distraction, super kick, one, two, three, pinfall. The crowd goes through a whirlwind of emotions there. And they would want to see Fandango and Tyler Breeze get another shot. And that's really what is great about it is this crowd's going to want to see them get another shot. They want to see them keep in matches. After a loss, you know, Breezango loses this match and the crowd just doesn't want to move on. They want to keep seeing the rise of Fondago and Tyler Breeze. And if you're not going to win the championships, that's the best uh, case scenario after that is that you still have the crowd with you. So yeah. and I think they and the will moment the that it won them. me over was when he was when uh, Tyler Breeze was doing the rolling over to avoid the splash spot. And then the super the super kick of one Uso to another. I just went, okay, there we go. That that I'm I'm in now. I can watch this. This is great. Breaking news, the Usos finally break out. You know, it's been ten years that they've been in WWE. They finally did something noteworthy. Have a good to match you. with Breezango. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, uh, didn't care much for this one. Went 15 minutes. Baron Corbin's great and a future star. Sami Zayn is great, and uh, he gets the win here. Uh, didn't expect that one, I don't think. Uh, you know, you expected it far less than I did based on our preview show. Uh, I but, believe I called the possible roll-up by Sami Zayn to win the match. You did say that would be the way that he got a victory. You didn't expect a victory based on the way SmackDown went last week. No. But if he was going to win, that was going to be the way. And you know what? It was pretty damn close. Yeah, this is your typical Sami Zayn versus a big guy, scrappy underdog. Doesn't really help Sami Zayn. Doesn't help Baron Corbin type of match, I think. I I don't. I mean, the way they've been presenting Sami, I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know if they have plans for him. No, this this was the match. These are the plans for him to be a guy in the Money in the Bank ladder match. You can put a heel in that match no matter what. You had to give a reason for Sami Zayn to get yet another title opportunity because he loses Mm -hmm. every single one and loses every single follow-up match. This is your way of putting Sami Zayn in that ladder match. I I, At this point, he's got to be one of the six guys, if they end up doing six, in the Money in the Bank ladder match for the title shot. He's got to be one of those guys, and this will be the reason why. Oh, yeah. I I think... I mean, with the split rosters, there aren't a lot of guys you can put in there. I mean, Corbin, Zayn, probably, probably also AJ and Owens. Probably, probably, maybe, maybe not Owens. I can see, uh, I can see them doing another singles match. Um, Although the whole point of doing, and we'll talk about it later on, the point of them doing the finish that they did was, you know, AJ doesn't lose and Kevin Owens doesn't Mm -hmm. have to lose his title. So there's a lot of different options there. I would guarantee almost the Sami Zayn will be one of those guys. I, you know, we, we have to wait and see if they do Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, Ty Dillinger can kind of sneak in there as well. Luke Harper. Uh, do you put Luke Harper and Rowan in a match like that? Uh, there are names you can put in that match. There really are. And you gotta, you gotta understand they have to fill out the rest of the card too. Okay. So you, you put all these guys in one match, you got to fill out the rest of the card. So you got to keep someone out of it. I don't think they're going to keep Sami Zayn out of it at this point. Um, no, and and this this next part really sucked because it could have been a fun match. The six man and six woman uh, tag six six person tag matches in WWE are usually pretty fun. You can do you know sprint spots. Uh, you can do multi person spots that come off really well. Uh, the welcoming committee versus Naomi, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch. 
The welcoming committee gets the win. And it it's sad to say this match was super boring. Oh, this match was dreadful. This match was as dreadful as Becky's hair. <laughs> um, I, yeah, and especially given the high level of stuff that some of these women have done in the past. And, 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 and I, I didn't understand Natty getting the win, uh, out, out of the three heels, to oh. be honest with you, unless they're building her and yeah. Naomi for a and, match. And, unless you feel like, okay, which of these three are best suited for a title match against Naomi? Because you have to, we talk yeah. about filling the card at money in the bank. Uh, you're going to have two or three women's matches on that show. You're going to have at least two. So you have the title match and then you have something with Charlotte and Becky Lynch, uh, with Tamita and Carmella. Um, so yeah, they just thought, okay, who's the best serve being in a singles match for the title going 10 minutes. Natalia probably is the right call of those three. Yeah. This match was, uh, was not good. And I'll leave it at that. Not good. And it's, it is sad to say, cause it was the only women's match in the show and it, it did not deliver anything to the promise of what those six women can usually do. Uh, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles. This was the WWE US Championship match. Uh, wondered what they were going to do because you can't you can't have AJ Styles lose. Uh, he belongs he belongs in the main event. He's really the top guy, if you will, on the SmackDown side. Uh, Kevin Owens, fresh off the Raw roster, has the US title. Probably not putting the US title on AJ though. So they were they were in a tricky spot. They were in a tricky spot. Not only building this match, but what do you do once the match takes place? Kevin Owens gets the win via count out. Any uh, any strong thoughts on Owens and AJ? Um, people who were kind of poo-pooing it on social media need to realize it was a place setter match. It w- it it wasn't going to be the bl- big blow off, great five star match that people wanted. I think they were getting ahead of themselves. This was the first match in a series of matches, and it's fine that they ended it this way. AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, a lot of people thought this was going to steal the show. It, in fact, did not steal the show. Uh, so maybe that was the surprise to certain people. Um, yeah, and that's the that's the thing, too. You have two great guys here, Kevin Owens and AJ. A U.S. championship, a championship on the line. Uh, and it was really nothing. It was It was just a show or just a match on a show. And it probably won't even be, I would say, one of the top three matches remembered on the show behind the main event, the opener, and even the women's match, probably for negative reasons. Uh, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan. Luke Harper did get the win after Eric Rowan got the win earlier on SmackDown. So Luke Harper wins this one. Maybe they'll go to it again. Does Luke Harper have a shot at being in the Money in the Bank match to be the big guy that everyone bases off of? Oh, sure. I mean, they need another big guy. They need another guy who's going to take crazy deathmatch type spots and hopefully he doesn't hurt himself again. Because remember, he did get hurt in one of these matches before. Uh, was it just a ladder match with Dolph Ziggler he got hurt in or was it a money in the bank? Uh, no, it was the it was the ladder match, I believe, because I was at that. I, I think it was Dolph Ziggler and Luke Harper at uh, TLC in Ohio. I believe I was at that show. Oh, OK. Uh, if I remember yeah, correctly, no, uh, which I rarely no, do. He'll, yeah, he'll be fine in, 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 a, in a Money in the Bank match. Yeah. Uh, I was a little surprised that they built up, uh, they, they even built up Rowan on the pre-show a little bit. Yeah. Um, so to bring him out here and have him lose, especially, especially after pulling out some new moves, he looked pretty good and then just kind of 
missed a move and got, you know, hulked up and got beat. That was just kind of like, huh, all right, fine. I mean, it was fine. It, it's, it was the death spot, as they call it. I do believe in death spots. It wasn't supposed to be uh, anything that stole the show. It was supposed to be kind of the buffer. So, uh, you know, it, it was there. We have, uh, obviously, the main event was Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton. We talked about it. Jinder Mahal gets the win. He's the new WWE champion. Uh, Soup on Twitter, and you can tweet us at Shake Them Ropes, mentions that the uh, the next pay-per-view, of course, on SmackDown is Money in the Bank. The show is taking place in St. Louis, Missouri on Father's Day. Guess who's from St. Louis? Mr. Randy Orton. Does Randy Orton win the title back and have the hometown celebration? Because obviously WWE is usually not friendly to those who are wrestling <laughs> in their hometowns, What? Uh, but there are exceptions and Randy Orton is yes. usually the exception to every rule in WWE history. <laughs> Main eventers are always the exception. And, uh, you know what? I wouldn't be half surprised if on father's day in St. Louis, Missouri, a certain old man with a cast comes out and hits a couple of the Bollywood boys with it. There you go. Hey, that wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. Um, good ones. Yeah. Well, Although we'll I still think, I still think Russo is or Rusev, not Russo. Oh God. <laughs> Russo's not showing up, Jeff. He's, it's he's not, not happening. Gonna, he's not there to castrate the marks. Oh, um, God. no, <laughs> uh, no Rusev. I, I still think, I think Rusev is somehow involved in a three way. I do. Mm, okay. I mean, that's a or money in the bank. I mean, I could see him in money in the bank too. Very odd which, personal which is, accusation, but which would be very odd. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's the thing too. Money in the bank, you know, Randy Orton's probably not going into money in the bank. He's probably getting a title rematch in his hometown. So that'll be fun. Do they do a stipulation? They could have some type of stipulation involved. Maybe that the Bollywood boys can't be present. Cage uh, match, maybe a cage yeah. match, you know, Jinder Mahal and uh, Randy Orton set to main event, another pay-per-view. Um, yeah. And, and this will be really the, uh, the tale of how well Jinder Mahal's rise to the main event is. It's not so much that he won the title. It's what he will do on television. Now that he is the guy, now that he is the champion in the next four weeks of SmackDown TV, uh, you know, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens carry uh, a certain part of the show, but you have to have the champion carrying part of the show too. And it's going to be up to Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal to see really what is the legacy of Jinder Mahal's 2017. Uh, so that is WWE Backlash. The next pay-per-view coming up for SmackDown is the Money in the Bank pay-per-view happening on June 18th. Uh, in just, uh, what is it, two weeks, we have Extreme Rules, which features Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, and Samoa Joe in the main event to determine who wrestles Brock Lesnar at Great Balls of Fire. Really interesting to see your main event of a pay-per-view as a number one contenders match. It's not a title match. It's a number one contenders match on the main event of a pay-per-view. Uh, that is something that we have to get used to seeing as long as Brock Lesnar is champion, right? Yeah. And unfortunately for this kind of match, I think Monday set the tone in terms of each number one contender is going to beat the other in kind of a round you know, on, on raw in some way. It is. Uh, I mean, here we are. Shinsuke Nakamura is wrestling on SmackDown pay-per-views. Uh, Jinder Mahal is the world champion. Samoa Joe is in Raw main events. This is a strange world we're living in. It's still going crazy. Wrestling for the last two to three years has been really just a very uh, more interesting than not as far as the names that are on these cards. 
but yeah, that is that is something we're getting used to. I mean, Jinder Mahal's the main event of the SmackDown side. Number one contender matches are the main event on the Raw side. Obviously, uh, in a week or two, we will talk more about the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Um, wanted to, uh, before we get into NXT TakeOver, and uh, we have polls. We have polls to get to as well, Jeff. Uh, don't let me forget the poll results. Very important <laughs> to get the people's votes out there. Uh, did you watch The Rock on Saturday Night Live this week? I did not. The Rock was very I good. Wa- I, I know. I'm sure he was. I just I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in years. All right. And even if you're not a Saturday Night Live fan, you can check out the uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson hosting SNL. A uh, very interesting episode of SNL. Dwayne, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson goes all out. He is not afraid to embarrass himself on television. Uh, now, and this is uh, his membership into the Five Timers Club. Everyone's right? a Five Timers, uh, Five Timers Club member now. Everyone has hosted five uh-huh. times. I mean, Melissa McCarthy last week was the host of SNL. She was hosting for her fifth time. It seems like uh-huh. that Five Timers Club is getting extremely crowded. Yeah, they they go to the well a little bit more often now. I'm I'm a little sad that uh, Vanessa Bayer is leaving. I like that I a lot. am. Yeah, Sashir Zameda is leaving. Vanessa Bayer, Bobby Moynihan. Uh, end of an era for, for Vanessa Bayer. She was one of my favorites. Um, but yes, that was SNL. Uh, if you have not checked it out, a very good episode with the rock out there. Uh, want to mention, uh, we've been telling everyone about this sponsor for, for quite a while now. Uh, Lord timepieces is back with shake them ropes. If you have not checked out lordtimepieces.com, you have to check them out. They are a London-based fashion brand. They have affordable watches at, re- at reasonable prices, but they are high quality. Jeff and I both have one of the watches. Uh, they start at only $70 US. You can check out their classic design, quality construction, and styled minimalism at lordtimepieces.com. The look and style of these watches is phenomenal. We love the quality. And we've been complimenting them for months here on Shake Them Ropes. Right now, you can check out Lord Timepieces and save 10% off your first order by going to lordtimepieces.com and using promo code ROPES. That's lordtimepieces.com. Use promo code ROPES. Save 10% off your first order right now at lordtimepieces.com. Use promo code ROPES. Check it out today. Uh, Jeff, NXT TakeOver. Let's get to the big news first. DIY is mm. no more. What a fantastic match and what a fantastic turn because I pulled the Rob McCarron on, on this, on this turn. You may recall shake them ropes, listeners shake them ropes, lifers, perhaps during the NXT takeover where Sammy Zayn won the NXT title. One Rob McCarron shut off NXT takeover early. I did and missed straight the up, turn straight up. I did Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn straight up, turned it off when that happened and came up to my little room here, got prepared for the show. I'm like, okay, let's get Jeff on the line, blah, blah, blah. Jeff, where are you? Why isn't Jeff watching yet? Oh, the show's not over. Whoops. Missed it all. Your boy, uh, me, the watermark for NXT copyright 2017 came on and I clicked it off for a second. You did and not. I, I did. You fell for I thought it? That, I thought that's it. Oh, boy. And then then I thought, what if Rob is right? Yeah. I literally thought, what if Rob has this? No, I'm, I saved and, you. And I turned it back on, and sure enough, Ciampa's beating up Gargano. And I went, oh, my God, he had this. 
He had this. Un- unreal. Okay. It, it was not out. I, I think I think a lot of people were expecting it. I don't think many people turned off their TVs. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. But that's NXT's thing. You got to. Honestly, when I saw the watermark, I was like, oh, it's definitely happening, happening now. Like, there's the watermark. I mean, obviously, the watermark was going to show up. I'm like, oh, nope. Watermark means here's the turn. It's happening right now. And it did. Poor Tommaso Ciampa. Rubbing Such salt a- in the wounds of Johnny Gargano, too, yelling at him that the Warriors were going to beat the Cavs in five. <laughs> I mean, just couldn't just couldn't beat him up, but he just trolled LeBron to his face. Oh, yeah. And telling him that Candace didn't really love him. Um. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that because it seems like their love is pretty strong. So that at least oh. Johnny Gargano has something has something in his uh, in his favor right now. This, t- this turn was great. The yeah. match great the match, the match was, was fantastic Author, authors of pain man authors of pain get their due i mean for me for i mean look as as great as the match was it is insane to ask men that big to lay on even if they are gimmicked ladders and take those kinds of bumps and to ask diy to do them and and that 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 spot outside the ring gave authors of pain uh Hawkins passes forever. I think uh, I'm telling you mad, re- mad respect to them. Even if, even if the wooden ladder was gimmick that, uh, that, uh, Ciampa belly to back suplex, the one guy through, I, I popped loud for that spot. I loved it uh, when, when the uh, ladder broke open. And for me, one of the more underappreciated spots that wasn't, uh, talked about too much, but, but I brought it up last night as well. Um, I absolutely loved the Paul Ellering bit when he tried to keep Gargano from climbing up that ladder and then got super kicked. I thought that was fantastic. I have, uh, I want to get to, you are correct. That was fantastic. Uh, authors of pain are great. Very interesting tag team scenes we have going on right now because in NXT, the authors of pain are the big, huge guys and most, much of their competition is going to be much smaller than they are until like the Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss team builds up. Uh, who knows what's going <laughs> to, that's, that's not a joke. I mean, that's not a small team, right? Those are two bigger right. guys. It's a very no, they're different. Never, they're never, they're, 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 well, they're on oh, the way up. If you think they're never getting into the tag team title scene, you don't understand how dense this, I mean, dense isn't the right there's, word. There's not a long roster of tag teams no. right now on NXT. There's nobody. There's you, heavy machinery and that's it. When that's heavy machinery is out there, that'll be a different type of tag team for them. Uh, Shane Thorne and Nick Miller, uh, when Shane Thorne gets help healthy, they'll be, uh, they'll be back in the scene and that'll be more of the DIY type. Uh, but I'm, I'm expecting, I'm expecting a sanity match against yeah. the AOP. Oh yeah. Okay. You can see that. Um, the SmackDown, the SmackDown tag team scene right now, the Usos are the champs. You got Fondango and, and, uh, Tyler Breeze and then American alpha sitting in there. Uh, you know, a lot of more agile guys, more athletic background. And then on the Raw scene, it's the Hardy Boys, it's Gallows and Anderson, it's Sheamus and Cesaro. It's not the most agile of teams. They're more of the big guys duking it out. And mm-hmm. so in Big Cast, Big Cast being the main player, we have two distinct tag team divisions going on right now. And honestly, if Authors of Pain were to ever come up, you know, in a year or two years, I think they would fit in with both of them. This this is why them wrestling DIY for months on end and some of the other teams that are coming up, this truly is developing them to wrestle almost any type of style with any tag team that's in the WWE scene right now. They would be interesting on either show. I would agree. And and I would even say 
this Gargano Champa program may need to come full circle if those two are ever going to be on the main roster because I think they'd, they'd be served more well either as a tag team or as singles in the 205 division than um, than on their own on the main roster. I, I really do. I, I, I don't uh, I don't deny that they both have talent. I just it, it's it's a land of giants and AOP is better served to be in the land of giants, whereas Gargano and Chapa are going to, you know, I, I mean, look, the, the revival are going to be fine for right now. Um, doing what they do in American Alpha, at least <laughs> may may turn it around. I, I just uh, I, I know, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to the program. I just wonder what happens after the program. You know what I'm saying? It's going to go a while. I, I can see Gargano and Champa being a program heading into WrestleMania next year. Not at the WrestleMania okay. show, but the NXT takeover on WrestleMania weekend. This is, I, I feel like it's going to go a while uh, for whatever they end up doing. And, and maybe at some point the championship will be involved. You never know. Mm. I mean, maybe. Mm, I like that because I think Gargano has major likable babyface Ricky Morton style appeal. So, yeah, I'd be all over that. Breaking news into the Shake Them Ropes news desk. Oh, jeez. JTG has weighed in on the Jinder Mahal title victory. JTG tweets, congratulations to Jinder Mahal because of you. I'm now doing AM cardio and PM cardio. Jinder Mahal is already shaping up America's youths. This guy is a role model. I tell you, but that is JTG weighing in, congratulating Jinder Mahal on his victory. Uh, let's go through this NXT TakeOver card. The opener was Roderick Strong defeating Mr. Eric Young. Roderick Strong getting the uh, the quick victory, uh, pinning Eric Young. 13 minutes to this got. The rise of Roderick Strong is finally happening. Do we see more with Sanity, or is Roderick Strong moving on to something else? Quite possibly. Robert Rude. I think there's a chance. I, I think I think uh, Strong gets moved up, but I don't think it's all the way to the main event title scene unless well, they're going to do there? the thing. Unless they build up more than one title contender, because I think Drew McIntyre is the guy. But this match, I think people unfairly shade Eric Young because he was in TNA for so long. He was great here. I thought. I thought his elbow drop was fantastic, and I think this was the Roderick Strong match he needed. I think. You know, he runs through the other guys on Sanity, gets to the Eric Young match, has a very competitive match in which he mostly gets most of the offense, and then he avoids the interference as opposed to having the numbers game or having somebody save him, and he gets the clean pin. I was, I was, I thought this match was great. Yeah, it was good. It was a nice opener. Uh, Roderick Strong, the crowd loved him. I mean, Chicago loved them some Roderick Strong, which is good. And I vignettes hope probably helped. Vignettes helped, and I hope that uh, this crowd reaction in Chicago helps him too because Roderick Strong hasn't had much momentum as he started in NXT, and this is a guy who can do some pretty cool things. Uh, speaking of guys who can do some uh, pretty cool things, we had Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate for the UK oh, Championship. Wow. This would have been, like, if I was going into this show, like, who is definitely most likely to win their match? Roderick Strong was probably up there. But I thought there was no way in hell Pete Dunne was losing to Tyler Bate. I know I didn't go super strong uh, to that regard when we did our preview show, but I thought I made it pretty clear I thought Pete Dunne was winning. And this is why, because 
I think Pete Dunne is going to raise the prestige of this UK championship. Plus, you need a heel in this role. For a title that's not defended as often, you need like a strong bad guy to win eventually you find that one competitor where the crowd just gets super behind and you can build up the crowd favorite going up against Pete Dunne for that UK championship, whether it's on the UK title show, whether it's on the NXT takeover in the future, whether it's hell on WrestleMania for all we get and we, for all we know, uh, Pete Dunne winning the title here was the right move. They got 15 minutes. This might've been the best match of the weekend. Yes. Um, but I disagree with your assessment because I think the guy the fan favorite that people are going to get behind is Tyler Bate. So I, that's the reason why I thought they were going to keep the belt on Bate to build up the prestige of the title well, I, uh, within this match. It, now, okay. if oh, he's if ahead. he's the guy, though, if he's the guy that people are going to get behind, you can still do Tyler Bate. You can have Tyler Bate. I, the guy's 20 years old, right? You can build a story about how this guy got his first taste of a major championship, didn't know how to defend it properly, didn't know what to do to keep that championship. And then he recovers and redeems himself, eventually getting the championship back. And then you have the story of can Tyler Bate keep that title for right. longer now in the second go around. So you can still yeah. have it be Tyler Bate. Well, what this match did was it, it made the show, the UK show a star. Um, even, even with, even with Dunn winning the title, the whole point was that this show now, um, is is must watch at least it, it done, it, basically it did it did what the finals of the cwc did for the hype mm, of 205 live maybe even more i mean i i feel like this has done more for the uk title than anything 205 live has done yet or the cruiserweight title in theory has done at all until well, neville won it I, I think neville winning the cruiserweight championship has raised that in people's well, minds but going in but going in i mean that finals of the cwc what we thought it could be yeah um, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, that that's what this did. Yeah, uh, this yeah. match, this match was fantastic. The reversal into the DDT spot uh, popped me huge. The airplane spin is the best airplane spin I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> of course, the only, only other guy I've really seen use it is Mike Rotunda and, and, and watching Mike Rotunda matches in 1986 uh, were not as much of a joy to watch as Tyler Bate matches. Um, I thought the only weak spot in this entire match was JR's commentary, to be honest with you. Cause I think Nigel McGinnis it, did both, did both play by play and yeah. color spectacularly. And there was no need to have Jim Ross out there. Jim Ross. Uh, it was a very shaky beginning too. And this, I mean, I, I don't know the line that he said that got me thinking like, Oh, this is going to be a long one for JR. Uh, JR is reminding me a lot of current Bob Costas doing baseball because Bob Costas is mm. starting to lose his train of thought a lot of times during matches or during baseball games. Um, I don't know if many of you are watching Bob Costas call baseball games out there, but they are both past their prime and they both know that no matter what they do, they're going to get opportunities. They're legends. And maybe they're not super prepared for what they're doing. Maybe it's just that they've been there, done that, and they don't have to be as good as they once were. Maybe they're just not motivated as much as they used to. Uh, but yeah, Jim Jim Ross calling matches these days on WWE TV, uh, it's more there for nostalgia than it is because he's really good. Oh, I'm even a little bit more critical than you. I view it as Chris Berman calling football. Yeah, yeah, that could be it too. <laughs> when he gets when he gets to that one game on ESPN, and and it's just you can tell he's he's he used to be a professional broadcaster at one time, but he's really kind of uh, he's not really that prepared, or he prepared somewhat, but uh, 
it, it's not something he does on a week to week basis and it's not in his comfort zone anymore. I just, I just really, I was disappointed in him. I know Tom Phillips ain't the, is not the preeminent <laughs> announcer, especially after his job on SmackDown or not SmackDown, but that's what I was going to say. He called the pay-per-view SmackDown tonight, which I just went, man, if <laughs> that doesn't say more about anything, but you know, I don't necessarily want to put Nigel with Percy Watson and and Tom in this kind of match. I don't want Percy Watson to be anywhere. No, near do I. I mean, this guy, but, he has not improved at all since he started a couple of months ago. Man, Nigel earned his paycheck on this match because he Nigel's was doing geeked. really well. Yeah. He was geeked for the match because he was happy for his countrymen, which made it pretty darn exciting. Nigel and he was also had. And he was handling both play-by-play and color. Yeah. And I think it was it, good in both. And it was almost as if he was told that, hey, you might have to do that. You might have to be two guys here. Jim Ross is coming in. He's a special attraction. He's he's going to call this as best he can, but he doesn't know anything about these two guys. He doesn't know about the moveset. The moveset's going to go too fast for him in certain places. Nigel, we're going to need you here to carry it. Here is a, Here's an interesting statistic that just came across my wire. Says Jinder Mahal from ESPN. Jinder Mahal de- defeats Randy Orton to win the WWE Championship. He's two and eight in pay per view appearances. Yeah. What's well, the other? What's the other win he had? <laughs> um, Jinder Mahal pay per view victory. You think that'll find anything? You think that's going to net something? A lot of people out there are probably telling us right now, like, "Oh, you idiots! You moron! It was at you TLC moron. He, he obviously." He obviously won a match with like probably a great Collie match or something. Yeah. I mean, swing. I would imagine, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll try to research that. I don't even know how I'm going to. I'll uh, do but, it. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, you think you're going to do it? I think I can get it. You think you might be able to get it, huh? Um, how many matches on pay per view could he possibly have had? Uh, survive. Oh, I already found it. I already okay. found it. Actually, I don't know if this is it. He won a dark match. At Survivor Series 2012, he uh, he, along with Heath Slater, defeated Santino Morella and Zack Ryder. Do you think that is what they are counting? Because I'm counting uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, that can't be what they are counting. I don't know. I don't know huh. what they can be counting. I don't. I don't see another pay per view victory here. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway. You keep researching that. You you see if you find anything. We'll see who gets there first. I don't know. I just found something that said he was 0-6 before this. So I think ESPN may be wrong. I, well, if he was 0-6 before this, then they're counting the dark match. They mm. they have to be counting the dark match and thinking that's a pay-per-view appearance. Uh, even though that would still be incorrect because he's had more appearances on pay-per-views than, uh, than eight in full, if you count the dark match. Anywho... Asuka is still the NXT Women's Champion. What do you make about the finish? Asuka pinning both of them. I I thought this match was a little off. Um, it, it, it was a little bit disappointing, but I still enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying it wasn't the great old blow-away match. I, I still want that Nikki Cross-Asuka one-on-one. Yeah. Because those two were fantastic together. And our friend Sean Rossap brought up a great point. Um... Nobody wrestles their gimmick better than Nikki Cross right well, now. Well, we've been uh, Nikki, Nikki Cross has been absolutely phenomenal in just her her mannerisms in the ring, her, the way she mm-hmm. carries herself, the way she goes about it. And yes, she has tailored the wrestling style to the character that she is supposed to be training, which is a very different wrestling style than what she was used to 
which makes it even more of an impressive feat. She's absolutely oh, fantastic. But the story yeah, here, was. the story here is obviously Ember Moon is hurt. Ember Moon wants that, you know, crack at Asuka again. And until that, will she even get the crack at Asuka? Because could someone sweep a win over Asuka out from under Ember Moon? Uh, obviously, that didn't happen here. Any thoughts of the conspiracy theories out there that this may be some type of dusty finish, if you will, and they might go back to the fact that Nikki Cross did have her arm over Ruby Riot at that pin. Nikki Cross technically getting a pin over Ruby at the same time as Asuka pinning her. If it leads to Nikki Cross versus Asuka, I'm all for all that. For please, all please for give it. that to me. Now, let me bring this up to you. Um, you've now heard Ember Moon cut promos and mm-hmm. cut uh, vignettes and things like that. Is she still the one who's going to beat Asuka? Or are they going to hold off until maybe they find someone in this women's tournament, like a Tony Storm, perhaps? to run through the tournament to, to take the win. Cause the win is now important. Cause we both thought they may take the belt off of Oscar here to have kind of a race thought maybe. between Ember and Oscar. Maybe, maybe. We, we, yeah. we, we brought up as a possibility I... is, is Ember moon still the odds on favorite to beat this streak. I believe so. I believe Ember moon would be the leader in the clubhouse of women on the roster who would beat Oscar. Now we have the women's championship uh, tournament or the women's uh, women's tournament coming in several, several months. I mean, we're still five months or so away from actually seeing that on television and who knows when the final would actually air. It could be December. Uh, so we're still a while away from that. I don't know if Ember Moon's going to get the win over Asuka in the very next try. I don't know if they're going to have a few matches one-on-one with Ruby Riot or with Nikki Cross and Ember Moon has to wait her turn until they build it up. It could be a while still, but yes, if I had to pick one person, it's Ember Moon. And then you have the Ember Moon Oscar rematch, which does huge numbers. And that could be very well held off till WrestleMania weekend again at the NXT takeover. So there, there are still a lot of options. I thought there were more options if you had a Nikki Cross or a Ruby Riot win the title, but they didn't do yeah. that. They kept the title on Oscar. And it's not like you close the gate on everything. You still have a ton of options. You can do singles matches with Ruby Riot, Nikki Cross, and Ember Moon on three straight NXT takeovers, which would cover you out through the rest of the year. Yeah, and I thought it would give more options. You could bring back the, uh, you know, the uh, the iconic duo. You could put them back in this mix. You know, maybe a couple others. Anybody other than Aaliyah, please. Um, <laughs> Not to shade poor Aaliyah, but uh, uh, that's exactly what you were doing, and you knew what you were doing, and you're you're a jerk. You're a jerk face. Yeah, I'm a yeah. I'm a jerk. I'm a jerk for doing that, but still, she's uh, <laughs> she's bad. You know, you know. Uh, but, well, uh, moving right on, just on that note, you know who's a jerk or about to be a jerk is this Hideo Itami. Hideo, why is that? Hideo Itami is about to take all all his frustration on innocent dudes in the locker room. He's about to become. Dick Hideo Itami. He loses his NXT championship shot against Bobby Roode. His contract with WWE is up technically in two months. So who knows where he's going to go from here. But Hideo Itami. Do you think he gets re-signed? Um, I think or either that he they, wants to be re-signed. So either he gets re-signed or they use their clause in these contracts they have where when you're out injured for a year, technically the contract pauses until you come back. They can do a number of different things. I don't think he leaves in two months, but it's very interesting timing. But the heel turn's coming. 
This is a guy who was showing his frustration after the loss. You can't really go back to a babyface Hideo Itami getting a title match with Bobby Roode. I don't know if a redemption story works for him because you're going to have to see that with Ember Moon and uh, and possibly more in the future with Johnny Gargano. I think Hideo Itami is about to become one of the top heels on NXT, and maybe that's who's next for a Roderick Strong or a Drew McIntyre. Okay, I can see that. I Hideo think Itami's uh... coming. This was Hideo Tommy's best match in NXT, obviously. It I don't was think the there's match any he, doubt. Yeah, he hasn't I mean, had that many. Better, well, the Tyler Breeze match is the only one that's even up there. Uh, it's the match that Hideo Tommy needed. Uh, I think it reestablishes him as a badass, as opposed to just a very good wrestler. I mean, the, the slaps in this match well, were... Yeah. Something to behold. Yeah. And to that point, um, too, he'll, him going heel is going to reinforce that because he'll get to do more of that dickish stuff and the slaps and the different things that would make him more popular, too, with the audience. I think heel you know Hideo Tommy is great. He's going to be NXT Dolph Ziggler. He's going to be the Could guy be. who yeah. says, I've done everything they told me to do, and they still pass me by. Well, and he's going to be better at healthy. it than Dolph. He's going to be better at it than Dolph. Yeah. Um, I think this is Bobby Roode's best NXT match so um, far. Yes, I would agree with that too. I would agree that this is, has has been uh, his best match. I mean, the Shinsuke Nakamura matches weren't anything to to write home about. Uh, the Cash the Sono match on NXT TV wasn't too bad, but right. But but in terms of yeah, I think this was the first time Bobby Roode lived up to big match billing in NXT for me. Uh, I enjoyed his selling quite a bit, and the finish was so good from him. If that, that this this is the Bobby Roode I wanted when he came in, and you know, I I I, I lean on the side of everybody saying, "Thank God he got that entrance," because otherwise he'd be dead on this roster. Mm-hmm. But this match, I think, really helped him quite a bit in having what what I term championship heft. And, you know, it made him seem like a guy that, you know, I always view Bobby Roode as that for, for old school fans, kind of the Steve Austin in the dangerous Alliance, Tully Blanchard in the four horsemen, that guy that, you know, can carry that second title, but maybe he's not on that upper, upper, upper a plus level. Um, I think this did a lot to help, uh, squash that, uh, notion in my mind yeah and the bobby Roode train keeps rolling he's putting together at this point um you know one of the better nxt title runs uh in the wwe network era uh because as popular as finn balor was uh he had the great string of matches with samoa joe but that was kind of it uh shinsuke nakamura he his best match was before he became nxt champion and the samoa joe matches weren't you know too incredible to write home about uh, Bobby Roode here is putting together and could possibly end up being the best NXT champion in the, in the, uh, brand's history here. If All he right. gets a double, another couple of matches under his belt. All right, Rob, I have gone through the collective matches of Jinder Mahal. Okay. They were counting that dark match at Survivor they have to Series. Be. They have to be as, but, a, as a win. But if they were counting that, you still don't get to eight matches. You get, I think, nine or ten. I think they were counting. They're um, fuzzy with the numbers. Yeah, they They're are fuzzy with the numbers. ESPN get on track. Get on track. I think LeBron lost tonight too, which was his first loss in this postseason. I think the Cavs lost 
the Celts, the good old Celtics. Jeff, you think the Celtics can put together a miracle run and beat LeBron? No, but they have they have two number one draft picks from from a terrible team. They're going to be fine. They're they're going to eventually be the heir apparent. I think this is the the Cavs last year. I didn't need top. I didn't need a whole hot take analysis of the Celtics. I just needed Look, a yes or a no. Me. I just Look, needed a yes or a no. Baseball sucks. Go. LeBron's better than Jordan. The authors <laughs> of pain defeated DIY. We referenced it earlier. Ladder match for the NXT tag team titles. No, the Hardy boys were not a surprise entrant in this match, mm. breaking their streak of being surprised ladder match entrants. Uh, the authors of pain get the win here. Authors of pain. Great DIY breaking up as Tommaso Ciampa uh, beats down Johnny Gargano when he does not realize his dream of retain or of regaining the tag team titles. This match went 20 minutes. Exactly. Uh, the post-match beatdown of Johnny Gargano almost went as long. Uh, Johnny Gargano, after that beatdown, really can't come back right away. This is something where Johnny Gargano might no. be out of TV for maybe a month and a half, two months. Uh, because at this point, the next takeover is going to be on SummerSlam weekend in Brooklyn. So you have until August. So you, we may not see Johnny Gargano on NXT TV until July and maybe late well, that- July. Well, that would be fine, especially if uh, Ciampa has a bad injury on either the knee or the ankle. It gives him time to just come out maybe in a suit. Uh, maybe it cuts some promos week after week. He doesn't have to wrestle a match anytime soon. So, yes, it gives him a chance to heal. Gives Johnny Gargano a chance to kind of be out of the limelight a little bit to build up his return. Uh, it could end, up, could end up being useful in a lot of ways, not just well, I would, not just for entertainment I would suspend value. Him. I would suspend Champa. You could do that, and that would help that. a lot more. You keep him off TV, you keep him separate while still doing the occasional vignette or personality Wait. piece. You check in with Gargano on his rehab. Yep. And yeah, you really build this up as a big fight going into the SummerSlam weekend. Oh yeah. Give, give me that. Yeah. And maybe you throw some extra, maybe you don't do it because it's a grudge match. You probably don't want to make it a number one contendership match per se. Uh, But eventually you could throw these guys in some type of program where they get the one-on-one match and then they have to fight in like a four-way with some dudes uh, for a title opportunity. And and maybe they can't put aside their differences to fight for the title. And it takes them both out of the title shot. There's a lot of different ways you can go with this, Uh, but very interesting to have the beat down there. At the end, let me throw a uh, possibility out to you and see if you like it. Champa has turned heel. Perhaps he joins what? a stable. He turned heel. Perhaps he, yes, perhaps he joins uh, a stable yeah, with no. the authors of pain. Nah, no, because that's and unrealistic too, right? I mean, a Legion of Doom no. type of thing. Well, no, just just Ellering no. managing. No, 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 Champa. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. The story here is that he was pissed at Johnny Gargano for ruining his shot here. It's not that he's all of a sudden buddies with age, you know, uh, authors of pain. That's what happens when heels turn heel. No, they become not. buddies with all the other heels. No. Don't you know that? No. Yes. No, no, no. Like when I turn heel on you, I'm going to become buddies with, uh, who? I'm not. <laughs> yeah. You had no one there. You had no one. No, there. I don't want to mention other sites. And things like that. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, but anyway, the Office of Pain getting the main event title shot here were pretty cool. Uh, and they deserve I, yeah. both main events. I'm telling you, both main events on both of these shows this weekend uh, delivered very strongly. Uh, Authors of Pain. Yeah. Smart way to end Well, Ryan Satin was kind of positing that, oh, this must mean that they don't have much faith in Root or Atami to because they didn't put them in the main event slot. I think no. they're, they were just smart yeah. in that this gimmick match and the turn. It, it, 
it was going to overshadow everything. Exactly. It didn't have to be a slight on a different match. It was promoting the tag team match. Right. Just because they were the main event doesn't mean, oh, it's uh, it's bad for the other guys. No, this was a total. Uh, you have the tag team titles being in the main event. You have the Authors of Pain. And what they're both under 25 years old. These are two young guys who are going to grow and, and keep being better and better in the ring. And they're working with some really good wrestlers here, which is cool. Because uh, a lot of times saying. in the past, you know, the monsters would come up and they would wrestle other monster guys or they would wrestle yeah. quick squash matches. They weren't getting any better. These guys are wrestling 20 minute main events in front of large crowds in their first year on television against Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Like this is this is the best type of developmental you can get the authors mm-hmm. of pain are getting. No, agreed. They're, they get they get to they get to wrestle a southern style against the revival and they get to wrestle indie style versus uh DIY. Yeah, no, they're getting uh, they're getting that multifaceted education. I am I am so thankful. There was one spot that worried me in this match when the Authors of Pain first started climbing the ladder. I thought they were going to do a he's afraid of heights gimmick and I was going to be so mad at this match. I am so relieved they did not do that. Question for you to close out the NXT TakeOver talk. We're three months away from the next TakeOver at this point. TakeOver Brooklyn. Cassius Ono, will he be on the TakeOver card or not? Yes. All right. Alistair Black, will he be on the TakeOver card or not? I think he's on the main roster by then. Wow. Interesting. Main roster for Alistair Black getting the heavy push going up there. They they really like him. Yep. So there you go. That's Jeff Hawkins. We got it out of him. Alistair Black going to the main roster. You heard it here first, breaking the news, uh, beating Ryan Satin to the punch. Let's close <laughs> out the show with our polls. You can visit at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. Follow us and vote in the weekly polls. Did you enjoy WWE Backlash? 67% of the audience said yes. Mm. Which show did you enjoy better? 84% shows NXT TakeOver Chicago. So 67% enjoyed Backlash, but not as much as TakeOver. And our final poll, Jeff, and this relates to a discussion we had last week on this very episode. Did Tyler Bate take his name from the music (laughs) composer from Guardians of the Galaxy 2? 24% said yes. 47% said Seriously? Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.